0: Welcome to a new episode of Hard Knock Life, uh, this is a really special last minute episode but we threw it together because uh, Entertainment Weekly just made some history with their exclusive cover story featuring Constance Wu and Henry Golding from next year's Crazy Rich Age. and I have with me on the line the writer who broke the story and wrote the story for Entertainment Weekly, please welcome Shirley Lee to Hard Knock Life.
1: Hi, thanks for having me Keith.
0: Thanks for being on. Uh, You you got quite the scoop having talked to the cast and crew of Crazy Rich Asians. So just a quick primer for for listeners who may not be familiar. What is Crazy Rich Asians and why is all of Asian America excited for it?
1: So let's see. So where to begin with this? Uh, (laughs) Crazy Rich Asians (laughs) is uh, is a novel that was written by Kevin Kwan back in uh, 2013. It is a romantic uh, comedy that is about a... You know, a, a Chinese woman um, who goes back with her uh, boyfriend to his home in Singapore and ends up discovering that he's crazy rich, and she gets you know <laughs> tossed into this world, this opulent, mad world where everybody's a billionaire, everybody owns at least what three private planes. Um, and, and the thing is, outside of that too, it's um it's this reverse culture shock for for Rachel, the protagonist, and the book basically spawned two more sequels um Kevin Kwan has written the entire trilogy uh, and even before the first book came out uh you know producers were interested in Hollywood right. to to bring it to screen uh, so eventually Warner Brothers uh greenlit it and here we are it's uh <laughs> it's a film that uh that was fast tracked into production uh John M Chu uh you know uh, decided to direct he signed on um and now it's a movie um, of the first book.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And it's coming out, uh, releasing in August of 2018. So it's 2018 is going to be quite the year of, uh, Mm -hmm. of highly anticipated movies. And you got a chance Mm -hmm. to to meet with uh, the crew. You got to talk to John. You got to talk to Constance and Henry. There was a great video that, that came along with the, uh, (laughs) the online post where you got to see kind of, you know, early signs of Henry mm-hmm. and Constance's uh, chemistry, and I tweeted out this morning mm-hmm. that it's already lit. Like, we shouldn't just... <laughs> <laughs> it's great, too, is that... Absolutely. <laughs> like you said, this is a romantic comedy. It's 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 probably one of the only, if not the only, you know, all Asian-American casts or all Asian casts uh, in Hollywood mm-hmm. happening right now. It's the first in a long time. It's probably the first since the Joy Luck Club, at least in terms of big Hollywood mm-hmm. productions. And... Right. And... You know, it's it's something Constance is used to, right? Because she's the star, fresh off the boat, and she's had to kind of mm-hmm. wear the wear mm-hmm. the flag and cross the burden of being like right. representing yeah. Asian Americans, and that's not something she shies away from, is it?
1: No, no, it's it's not something she shies away from. I mean, like, anybody who follows her uh, on Twitter knows that she's absolutely woke and she, uh, <laughs> you know, she she speaks out about this issue a lot. She was the one who really spearheaded the conversation about, uh, it, and at least on her level, uh, about, you know, Matt Damon in the Great Wall and mm-hmm. what the problem with that was and how it wasn't exactly whitewashing. Um, so she absolutely understands the, you know... What comes with this film? Yeah, like you said, it is the first in a long time. It's why it's why we pushed to do the story. It's why we were, we were so excited to put it on the cover, um, because it has been a very long time since we've seen an all Asian and exclusively Asian, you know, principal cast in a major studio film. I mean, it's this is this is where things get a little murky, right? The Joy Luck Club that was <laughs> that was more than two decades ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, in between, you had memoirs of a geisha. Yeah, and, I kinda then, don't
0: count I kind of uh
1: <laughs> yeah. tam that and down then, in my memory. And then when you when you kind of think about like, oh, is it just principal cast? Is it ensemble cast? Like do we count Life of Pi? Do we like what right, is right. you know what what goes into this? The point is in the end, and this is what Constance said to me, is that this is the first in a long, long time that really shows contemporary Asia and it's just contemporary Asia, not not some period piece, you know. Not a uh, nothing that required them to play in a different era. This right. is reflecting what it is like in Asia right now, and it's a it's a side that a lot of Western audiences haven't seen. And so she she made that point very clear, and I thought that was an important one to make.
0: And speaking of uh, Constance, one of the pieces in the article mm-hmm. that you talk about is the fact that when the book was first shopped, I think Kevin Kwan talks about this. Uh, mm-hmm. There were there were talks about. Well, maybe we can make the protagonist. Let's let's change Rachel to be a white girl instead, <laughs> instead of an Asian American woman. And and Kevin, mm-hmm. Kevin, to his credit, fought for that because I think a lot of times, you know, as we've seen, as, anytime you cover uh, mm-hmm. Hollywood doing adaptations of anything Asian, <laughs> they mm-hmm. tend to find ways to cast you know Emma Stone and Scarlett Johansson. So wh- <laughs> what what what, yeah. what was that revelation like when you talked to Kevin about that?
1: Right. I mean, I, uh, you know, when I talked to him about it, I was wondering uh, if he had, you know, hit any obstacles on the way there. And I think a while back he did, he had talked about the story in a different interview, but I wanted him to go a little deeper about exactly what was going on. Um, and so he he said, yes, this is something that happened. And I think, it, yeah, like you said, to his credit, he was very clear about what he wanted. Um, and I mean, what he, you know, what he explained to me was that the story is about an Asian woman who goes to Asia who's not familiar with the culture of... Asia, <laughs> right, right. you know, I mean, it's, it takes a long time to kind of wrap your head around that. But it's that producer that told him, hey, maybe it'd be a great idea if we uh, switched <laughs> Rachel, maybe, um, maybe Rachel's we identity. Cast,
0: maybe we should cast Finn Jones as Rachel. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> <I'm
1: sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> right, and it's like, and it's like, no, then then you missed the point of the book entirely. And right. That is, that is sometimes a little harder to get across that this book isn't just this fun, frothy, I mean, it is. Fun and it is frothy and there's a lot uh, to love about it on the romantic comedy front. But it's also it is about a character who's exploring her own identity and getting to understand it, and that comes with, you know, <laughs> casting it responsibly. Responsibly,
0: right? There we go. <laughs> Hashtag starring Constance Wu, right? That helps. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, speaking of hashtags, I know that when the when the movie was announced and when mm-hmm. John's uh, hiring as director of the film was announced, that that was kind of around. Uh, The time when the conversation about whitewashing was particularly Mm -hmm. uh, peaked on the internet, especially. Uh, That was around the time of starring John Cho, the hashtag, Mm -hmm. the the hashtag I was part of, the whitewashed out hashtag. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just those conversations around like Ghost in the Shell, Aloha, and all those films like The Great Wall. And Mm -hmm. John, when he got the job, famously tweeted out like minutes after it was announced, Mm -hmm. I'm casting all Asians you know, I'm telling mm-hmm. you right now and no one's going to stop us. And, and that's, so what was, what yeah. was, um what was talking to John like in terms of his uh, mm-hmm. excitement for, for bringing this and the pressure, honestly, to bring mm-hmm. this film to bear?
1: Oh, well, John, absolutely. I mean, in the, for the first part of your question, I mean, he was absolutely excited to be able to do this. I think when he tweeted, he sounded very excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's really great that he has kept, you know, his promise. I think, um, Definitely took a toll as far as how much sleep he got. Um, I mean, he was telling me first of all there was this, and then there was the fact that you know he he just had a newborn uh, daughter, and like (laughs) so there is a lot going on. Um, But he, uh, you know, what he told me was that he just wanted to make sure that they searched everybody. You know, I mean, because you don't know who's out there. You don't know who maybe is just going. uh, You know, through theater at the moment, but it hasn't really gotten a chance to shine just yet. You don't know what established stars would actually be really great for these roles. Um, You just don't know. And he ended up uh, telling me about how, you know, he and his team, he himself watched video after video, tape after tape, and so did a lot of the members of his team, especially when they scoured through the the YouTube submissions. Um, and so they created this entire spreadsheet, this whole database. Um, and <laughs> we had joked about how it was like this specifically Asian IMDb. And so he, I mean... He was so enthusiastic that he, you know, during our interview, he said to me, like, absolutely, if there's anybody out there who wants to know what Asian actors are out there, I have so many names, so many notes down. It's just I couldn't cast every single person, (laughs) Um, you know, but he did say, like, out of everyone he saw, he wished he could have cast hundreds more. Uh, I think he said the number of potential movie stars he saw was Maybe like 25, right. he 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 could think of on the spot that he would have wanted to put in a lead role, but he just couldn't because, hey, I mean, Kevin didn't write thousands of characters <laughs> at once. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting, but there is there is certainly pressure. Um, there's a, you know, he talked about going the set the first day and having that pressure sort of alleviate once he saw everybody come together. Once you just remind yourself that you're making a movie and you're trying to make it, The best it can be uh but obviously there was pressure going in and there is pressure now
0: (laughs) well and that's all that's that's and that's a systemic problem right the the whole Mm -hmm. reason that there's pressure is because there aren't many and Mm -hmm. and again i was what i was alluding to earlier with constance having done fresh off the boat the first asian american family sitcom in 20 years you know that Mm -hmm. it was in a similar situation where ostensibly it's a like you said earlier fun and frothy it's a family sitcom it's jokey and all Mm -hmm. that stuff but Mm -hmm. it also bears the added weight of you know Mm -hmm. not having been on the air since margaret cho and the same thing with crazy rich asians it's it's ostensibly a fun frothy Mm rom-com like like devil Wars wears prada i think was 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 the comparison but yeah at the same time devil wears prada is one in a million and how many anne hathaway rom-coms are there but there aren't (laughs) any featuring an asian-american male lead too because that's the Mm -hmm. other thing that sets it apart from a lot of mainstream films Mm -hmm. is that you get a guy like Henry Golding, who or Henry Smolder, I think is his, <laughs> should be his nickname, because that dude is an attractive that. man. That is an attractive man. And he's got the oh, accent God. and everything, and, and that's not something you get to see a lot in Western mo- American movies, either.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, that's that's really a, a part of the message of starring John Cho, right? It's like, hey, this guy's been established for a while. Why not put him in more selfies, more uh, rom-coms? You know, put an Asian romantic male lead out there. Uh, it, it is interesting. It's like there is this burden that's placed on a film like this, that is placed on a show like Fresh Off the Boat, that is just placed on, you know, on cast members and crew members who can't control all of that you know what i mean right, it's right. like yeah it's like there there is pressure you acknowledge that pressure and the the consensus that i got from basically all of the cast was you know it's it, we're you know they were basically saying we're happy to be doing this but we can't control you know how how well this will do whether this will you know solve representation problems <laughs> or anything right, that right. lofty right that's like that's that's just way too lofty task. To um but it is interesting. It's um, it's like at one point Kevin Kwan was telling me uh, during our interview that what he hopes in the end is just that it you know, it transcends race, which I guess is what a lot of people has have said. But then, it, but you know, it that is kind of the goal. <laughs> <laughs> you you don't want to label every one of uh, you know these uh, you know shows or or films. Oh, this is. Specifically, Asian and for Asians only, right. or anything like that. It's uh, that's not the message of it. it. What it's saying is, we'd like to open the door right. uh, to more of these, and that's it's it's yeah. interesting dichotomy. I guess I don't know if that's the right word for mm. it. You know, on the one hand, you've got Asians on the na- in the name. Mm.
0: <laughs> you're calling right, it right. crazy rich Asian.
1: <laughs> and then on the other, you're trying to say, wait, let's like move. Past that too, like let's hit that goal and then let's move past it, and that's very hard to right. get
0: to. Well, because <laughs> it's a, it's the thing where, like, what, what, I think one of the reasons there's so much pressure on this movie, movie in particular, mm-hmm. aside from the just the, the the dearth of Asian American films or Asian American mm-hmm. mainstream films, because I don't want to say that there have been a there have been right. a ton of Asian American films, but right. uh, to get this kind of like you know big Hollywood studio films is that mm-hmm. it hopefully blows up the the false mm-hmm. argument that. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, these types of actors, these types of faces don't sell tickets, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's the that's the excuse given for someone like Scarlett mm-hmm. Johansson being cast in Ghost in the Shell mm-hmm. or uh, uh, mm-hmm. Emma Stone. Like th- those, you know, y- right. you can't cast an Asian actor for that. Then you can't get the, like, what yeah. did uh, Ridley Scott say? Mohammed so-and-so, I can't get financing. Yeah. So that's, I think, the other pressure that this, this needs to be a financial success just so that you can disprove uh, mm-hmm. to Hollywood, right?
1: yeah I mean that is right that's the that's the entire conundrum with it, which is oh, we've got to cast you know Emma Stone in this because there are no Asian movie stars, but then where are you going to find those Asian movie stars if you don't give them a chance to become movie stars right. um and it's and the funny thing about the audience is right the but the assumption has always been, oh, um, you know, white audiences, ma- majority audiences, let's say, will not show up to this film where they don't see themselves on screen. I mean, there are many, many problems with that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this was also another thing Kevin Kwan uh, talked to me about, which was this goes back to his story about that producer who wanted to whitewash Rachel. He said that he told that story to this book club made of mostly white women um and they were appalled they were like no like what what makes these people in hollywood think that we just want to see the white you know the same white <laughs> actors and actresses all the time i mean like oh sure we have you know favorites um but that doesn't mean we want every single film to start right, right. and he said that that was really the moment where when he shared that story for the first time like he realized oh well this could really like this could really work look at this entire room of women who don't look like rachel wanting to see rachel as rachel like right, <laughs> right. and that was a uh, that's that's just something that i think like I don't know, it's it, it's just an assumption that's been made over the years, and so it led to all those films, all those whitewashing films, and now we're taking a step back and yeah. just really observing.
0: Well, and the thing, and the, the other thing, too, is that it, it doesn't really ultimately matter how financially successful it is, because there's been proof over the years, right? Like, Fast mm-hmm. and the Furious makes billions of dollars every time it comes out. Rogue mm-hmm. One was like there was one white person in all of Rogue One, and that was a you know, billion dollar <laughs> franchise. And yet, right. you know, Ghost in the Shell tanked, uh, Great Wall mm-hmm. tanked, all the all the whitewashed uh, Exodus tanked, all the whitewashed films tanked, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. The, and the and the multicultural films dunked. And yet, there's still that perception for some mm-hmm. reason.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And then it's it's just uh, <laughs> it's a matter of you you look at the trend of these films tanking, right? And then it's a uh, they they tend to say well maybe it was this part that didn't work or this part that didn't work and it's it's really hard to just get to the heart of it which is I think you cast the wrong person <laughs> like that
0: <laughs> well, what's funny the producer of Ghost in the Shell was like it was that stupid internet conversation that, that tanked it was like yeah you're still <sighs> missing the point man
1: uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, just just take the L like just, <laughs> exactly. just take it.
0: <laughs> uh so did did you actually get to visit the set in Malaysia or
1: Uh no. So, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I uh right, I didn't I didn't want to correct you earlier, but uh no, I didn't get a chance to go to Malaysia or Singapore uh, okay. um for this one, but you know, I I joined uh John John M Chu in uh, in the edit bay, so I got to watch some oh. of the film um Oh wow. With so, you the seen,
0: so you have seen yeah, some of the film.
1: I have seen scenes, I don't think I can talk about <laughs> no, that, um, but no, no, but I, I will say that, you know, when you look at the photos, you should have an idea of just right. how beautiful everything looks. Um, so, so that is the extent of how much I got, uh, to be involved in this, um, but no, I didn't get to travel abroad. I'm sad. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> There's only so much you can do. Sure. I may be Asian, but I am not crazy yeah, rich. Exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um the the film is um seeing it being put together was a really interesting experience that, you know, we have a long time, uh, before the film comes out, August is a ways away. Right. Uh, so during that time, there will be more stories I'm going to write. There will be more images that will, you know, come out from it. Uh, I know people are hankering for images <laughs> of, uh, you know, Astrid and other favorites and they, uh, all these characters look incredible, There is only, but there is only so much room in a magazine.
0: Right, right. <laughs> well, and, and just real quick about the magazine, too, and I think the fact mm-hmm. that it made the cover was... I think mm-hmm. at least for the, the response that I was seeing on, on Twitter, even mm-hmm. without the movie having coming... You know, the movie's not coming out for a whole other year, or, or less than a mm-hmm. year. So that's good. It's not quite a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's still a ways. Uh, but mm-hmm. the fact that it made the cover of Entertainment Weekly, I think... Mm-hmm. Is a big deal. And I, I was tweeting mm-hmm. out all of these. Uh, I, I tried to find as many covers as I could find that featured only mm-hmm. Asian or Pacific Islander folks on the cover. And I think I found like mm-hmm. eight of them throughout for the last yeah. like 25 years. And the fact that you have a cover where you can walk down the aisle and you see, oh, wow, mm-hmm. that's Constance Wu on the cover of a magazine. is mm-hmm. That's as much of a big deal as the movie itself, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to take, uh, you know, all the credit for this. I think, like, I think it is a really great move that we've done. Um, this is certainly. I mean, we reflect uh, pop culture and entertainment, obviously, and uh, and so over the years, the the you know, we haven't had that many. Uh, exclusively asian covers and that's a reflection of hollywood it, right. it's a reflection of the industry but so i am i am very glad that we were able to put the stars on on the cover i think like this hopefully this does open the door you know to to more opportunities for that to happen it's it's hard like i think about um you know i saw you i, I saw your tweets uh and i saw the one with um for crouching tiger hidden dragon i was like wow that was a long time ago <laughs> right. but but michelle yo we also had on the cover you know pretty recently right. for Star Trek Discovery but of course alongside uh, uh non-Asian actors right, right. um and so it's yeah it's a yeah it's a it's a category that hasn't been uh covered as much you know, in the past, but that's also, like I said, it's a reflection of just how much pop culture there is out there. At yeah. least when it comes to May studios, and uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just I know we're we're running short on time, but what do you think has been the tipping point in terms of these conversations? Because I know that, like, as an Asian American, mm-hmm. none of this is news to us, right? Like, we've we've <laughs> known about whitewashing for a long time. We've these are right. complaints that we've talked about in inner circles for a long time, but. What was the tipping mm-hmm. point to send that conversation out into the mainstream where, like, Entertainment Weekly's mm-hmm. picking up on it, Deadline's pe- picking up on it, producers mm-hmm. are actually openly acknowledging maybe they screwed up? Like, what, mm-hmm. what was the tipping point, do you think, in terms mm-hmm. of this conversation yeah. going beyond just Asian American folks?
1: Yeah, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think it was one thing, right? Mm. I think it was just the cascade of things. This was a few years back, just the infinity of the Emma Stone casting. And,
0: right.
1: you know, to go going with that, it was like the Tilda Swinton thing. And <laughs> all like, it was just so many all at once that there was no way you could look at it without saying this is messed up. Right. Like it's, it's, um it's, it was just so many uh, in the in a span of a year or two. You know, there were mm-hmm. announcements. There there was an image of Scarlett Johansson that came out. Ghost in the Shell hadn't come out yet, but there was an image, mm-hmm. and there was just there was conversation around it. And maybe the catalyst for it was social media, mm-hmm. so we were able to talk about it much more openly instead of in you know within certain circles just being like this is screwed up. But like <laughs> you know the the voice you know our our voices really got amplified, right. and so I think. I, I can't pinpoint an exact turning point, but I think it was just because so many happened at once like right. it's it's kind of wild how how it just went out of control and well, anyway, this is the last thing I will say about it's just i think for Hollywood to take notice of anything if there's an a lister involved, it will be amplified even more, especially if it's controversial right so if so when Matt Damon got. Uh, mm-hmm. involved in this situation too, this situation, this issue, um, <laughs> and and tried to defend it and said, it, like, what, what did he, I can't remember what he said, but it's like, <laughs> it, his defense, you know, it, we're, of course, Entertainment Weekly is going to pick up what Matt Damon said. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, these were A-list voices, and so that made it news, and so that just the dominoes just kept falling and right. so that's you know the the speed just picked up um and then yeah and, oh,
0: and then, i think so, it also helps to have folks like constance mm-hmm. and lucy Lou and margaret cho like actually who are who are yeah. you know they're not quite a list yet maybe they will you know soon mm-hmm. but to, to also be you know because i think there was a point when if you were not just an asian american but any kind of like actor of color you would try not mm-hmm. you don't want to bite the hand that feeds right so there's a lot of like right. hemming and hawing about these kinds of issues but i think we live in an age now where you know it's mm-hmm. it's actually okay to speak up and we i mean we're seeing it in much more serious issues now especially yeah. but just the the idea of speaking up is is i think mm-hmm. something new to the industry almost
1: yeah absolutely calling things out uh listening to uh, the the voices that aren't just the ones, you know, behind closed doors. I think that's really that, that really is a good that's a good point. Like that mm-hmm. is a part of it. It's like it's once people looked at being um you know being woke as <laughs> as a good thing and not just like a, oh that's a you know, some fan being like, oh you shouldn't cast this person. Like right, that but right. you know, the, the attitude has changed. So that it's it's good to see.
0: <laughs> well and I think it's a perfect way for crazy rich Asians to ride too. I think that's mm-hmm. the kind of underwritten thing is that all of this, you know, we've had all this controversy the last couple years, all this casting controversy and everything. And now we Mm -hmm. have (laughs) shining a light, like (laughs) a halo around it, you know, this this movie, right? And that's, that's Mm -hmm. kind of why I think I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when you look at when you look at the timeline, um, you know, they, the book came out in 2013. Uh, A couple months later, it got uh, picked up by, yeah, Nina Jacobson and Brad Simpson, and they they wanted to produce it. Uh, they were really eager about it. That was that was sort of before you know the the wave right. of protests came out. So there was some understanding that this would be you know a good book to turn into a film. Uh, and then it became a huge there, book
0: too. That's the other thing. Yeah, That changed your loss is that it, it's a it's a huge mm-hmm. seller. I mean, like you said, all kinds right. of audiences uh, right. are fans of the book.
1: Right. It was absolutely something appealing, and it was definitely a title that Hollywood was, like, bidding to, to make into a film. Now, at that point, was it completely understood that it would become, you know, this uh, this paragon of, you know, anti-whitewashing? Um, I don't think so. From from my interviews, it doesn't sound like anybody expected, you know, to, to have all this weight put on it, but they're welcoming it, um, right. if that makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. It's, just, it's just over the years, it, it has grown and so they did they did take the time to make sure it was going to work you know that it was going to be it was going to be responsibly cast it was going to be uh, done the right way and, and it was all, and that it would please fans um of the book of which there are many
0: <laughs> Well and and then from the from the article it sounds like at least it pleases Kevin so that's yeah. that's a good
1: thing <laughs> Yeah yeah he um yeah I got to talk to him like uh less than a day after he had seen it for the first time and <laughs> he and yeah he uh he had called Henry Golding pretty much right after he watched it mm-hmm. and was just you know was so happy with it and um and made Henry really happy to to hear it uh and so when he was when we were doing our interview and I, I asked him what it was like to sit in the room he sat in there you know sat in the theater by himself just watching it uh, <laughs> being overwhelmed by it uh and even yeah less than a day later he still couldn't really totally explain what it was like and that's got to be a weird feeling, you know. I don't. I, I don't know that feeling. You know, not a lot of us know that feeling sure. unless we write a best-selling novel and then see it <laughs> translated.
0: Right, it's a huge movie. But yeah, yeah. It's like it's like J.K. Rowling. and You know, it's not. not this is a very small club. <laughs> very uh, small. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm super excited for the for the magazine. It comes out it, by the time this podcast is, comes out, it mm-hmm. should be in everybody's mailboxes and everybody, and it should be on newsstands everywhere. Um, If folks want to find you in particular online, how could they do that?
1: They can find me on Twitter at uh, shirklesxp, which is spelled (laughs) S-H-I-R-K-L-E-S-X-P. There is a story behind that, but uh, it will take too long to
0: explain. (laughs) We won't get into it now. (laughs) And of course, if you want to read the story online, the online version Mm -hmm. of the story where there's a great video interview with Henry and Constance, go to ew.com. And follow the Nerds of Color at the Nerds of Color, Hard Knock Media at Hard Knock Media. You can download and subscribe to all of the Hard Knock Media podcasts, including Ask by Girls with Mari Naomi and Miriam Gerba, We're Not All Ninjas with Melissa, Rachel, and Alexis, and a new episode of Desi Geek Girls where they're breaking down Return of the Jedi. You should download and subscribe to all of the podcasts. Southern fried Asians will be coming back in a couple weeks. Uh, until then, tune in to uh, Entertainment Weekly. And uh go crazy rich Asians. Yay Asians.
1: <laughs> yeah, Asians. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks, Charlotte.
1: Yeah, thank you.
2: Well, it's the NOC in full color, you see me? The hard knock like Comics, movies, and TV, yeah. Pop culture with a different perspective. Watch it on your screen, hit place of so check. This. this is the hard knock like but not the chicken To share their interest together with a similar kind When they said Don Glover for Spider-Man they didn't mind The activists, directors, comments and the lectures Fanboys, professional artists and professors Maybe a nerd who's just like you Talking about the things that you like too So I invite you to the NOC In full color, you see me? The Hard Knock Life Comics, movies and TV yeah. Pop culture with a different perspective Watch it on your screen, hit play, so check this